New year, new you. Oh man, I hate that phrase. Who needs that kind of pressure, right? But there is no denying that after the past few weeks of overindulging in festive foods, I'm feeling the need to do better for my body and for my family. Today, Andrea Hanneman, who you might know as Earthy Andy from Instagram, is here to inspire us all with some small and doable changes for a healthier lifestyle. And she's sharing why her family has chosen a plant-based diet. Basically, it's completely cured her of all kinds of health problems. And by the way, did you know that the words plant-based diet was a top Google search January of last year? It's a trend, and I'm here for it. Do you have a pressing question about parenting but don't know who to ask? We are women supporting women, and we've got you. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and welcome to the Mom Force Podcast brought to you by Chatbooks. Hello, hello, Andy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Andy, you are where I want to be right now, living the dream in Hawaii, (laughs) and it is freezing here in Utah. Andy, you have a beautiful family that over a million people have gotten to know through social media. And I'm so excited to have you here today to share with us things that you do in your family to promote a healthy lifestyle and wellness and all the good stuff, especially now as we are entering a new year and many of us are wanting to leave 2020 so far behind us (laughs) and do things differently in 2021. So tell me, did you always want to live in Hawaii? How did you end up in Hawaii? Well, it was a childhood dream of mine for sure. I grew up before social media, before you could look anything up. And so I would like go to Blockbuster and look for movies that were based in Hawaii or had glimpses of Hawaii. It seemed like such a far off magical land that I would probably never get to experience or see. I grew up in the middle of um, Saskatchewan, Canada, which is one of the colder parts of the world. The winter is super long. And although I had a great childhood, something in me just craved to know what that tropical life was, like I'm sure many mm-hmm. of us did. And then It was year Y2K when, you know, the whole world was supposed to shut down and tickets were at an all-time low to fly that night. (laughs) Nice. My dad dad took me and my youngest brother and mom to Hawaii. And it was like, I remember leaving just crying, like like silent tears as the... Having to leave Hawaii? (laughs) Yeah, like I just remember... the clouds covering and the island disappearing and think I'll never know that again. Life will continue there and I'll never be a part of it again. It was already too good to be true that I went there in the first place. But my dad about a year later said, you know, if you ever want to go back to Hawaii, you can, you just have to earn enough money and get good enough grades. Like you could go to college there. And I was just a a young teen at the time, but that ignited me. Like I didn't think it was possible. I didn't know I had any control over, you know, future life decisions like that. And so I just became very motivated to save any money I could. And just, I had my eye on the prize. All my friends were going to come, but I was the only one that ended up going and um, making it happen. And that was over 15 years ago now. And this is where I met my husband. This is where my life's unfolded. So it's, it's crazy to think that it was, you know, not that long ago, I was walking on these huge snowbanks to school, like huge piled up snowbanks, looking at the sun, thinking, gosh, that same sun is shining in Hawaii. Like oh I was jealous gosh. that the sun was like there. And I was 
seen it from here <laughs> in like my balaclava, my Sorel boots, you know, <laughs> just living a totally different life. So, well, I love that story so much. There's also part of your story, Andy, where you met your husband and you were engaged seven days later. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode, but. Add that to the magical life that you're living. But most people know you from Instagram, where your handle is Earthy Andy, beautiful tanned mother of three. Can you tell us how you became a health and wellness influencer with over a million followers? And you just had a recent book come out. Like, what set you on this path? Well, it wasn't intentional at all, actually. And I was definitely on the other side of the fence. And so it's full circle to be in a position to support people looking to change their own health and just trying to get their life on a path that they want and that can benefit them. Like when I opened my social media, Earthy Andy, I didn't really understand how social media worked at the time, to be honest, but I wanted to use it as a journal. And I was desperate for a health change. I had suffered with health problems my whole life. And I'd been doing a lot of research this past year, the year that I opened my social media. And I was seeing these different plant-based transformations. And at first I, I didn't believe them. I couldn't even imagine eating a banana at the time or a handful of blueberries, because at the time that would make my stomach flare up and I would have really bad stomach aches. And I was just had a really bad relationship with food at the time because of how it reacted inside of me. And so through my research and desperation, really, and just feeling like, okay, I guess I'm just going to have to live like this forever. I guess I should say at the time I was seeing a doctor every few weeks, I was getting my blood tested. I was doing everything possible to fix my problems. And it was about four months of doing this consistently and getting back poor results that I thought, okay, I guess this is just the way it is and I just need to accept it. And that same night, I just decided I'm going to give this plant-based lifestyle a go. It seemed really extravagant to me for some reason, but then I just had this thought that I needed to trust in nature, cut out all man-made products, you know, like protein bars and all these things and just eat naturally as what I learned was that natural foods are one of the easiest to digest. And I was having such a hard time digesting food that I thought, okay, I just need to eat as gentle as possible. And I'm going to try this for 30 days and I'm not going to have an opinion about it until I'm done these 30 days. And I'm glad I told myself not to have an opinion about it because it was definitely a roller coaster of how I felt until I hit that 30 days. So long story short, I opened Instagram, Earthy Andy, as a place to journal my, you know, my experience in these 30 days and to follow people who were, I was looking to be influenced by and to learn from and to get recipes from and ask questions to and just to keep me motivated. And as I was doing this, I was experiencing positive results and I was excited about it and I was sharing it. And I, what I discovered was there was a lot of people who had similar issues that I had. And that was a shock to me. It felt like a very lonely health problem that I was experiencing. And I didn't know that other people 
and so many would relate. And so the more success I was having with my own personal health journey, the more questions I got, um, the more support people who had answers were giving. And I just became so passionate about it because it was changing my life. And so I would wake up really early 4am and just answer as many people's questions as possible and just try to help in any way I could. And then it just got to the point where it was overwhelming. Like I didn't have enough time in the, in these early mornings before my kids woke up to answer all these questions. So I made a website and made a blog and I had it approved by a doctor so that you know, all these questions people are asking, because usually they were very similar questions that this could be a place that answered them in, in a good amount of thought out detail. And so I've just always wanted to continue supporting and I guess the word that you use is influence, but I just want to be a support to people. Yeah. Because it's such a, it's such a dear thing to me. Like it's something that I struggled with for so long. And so if it helps one person, then that's awesome. And so that's where it started. And that's why I continue on. And I had the opportunity to write a book, which is kind of like the next step of, okay, I want to show you that plant-based can be fun. It can be easy, doable, and, you know, (laughs) just support that. Well, I think that there are a lot of people who would argue that plant-based eating couldn't be any of those things. And that's what I want to talk about today (laughs) to debunk those myths. But as far as being like an an influencer in this space, when you found something that has worked like a miracle in your life, of course, you're going to want to share it. And I am so grateful that you were willing to answer all of those questions of people looking for uh, a remedy that you found and and for maintaining your blog and writing the cookbook because, I mean, So many of us have health issues that our doctors are like, I don't know, take this pill, you know, like to to break it down to the basic elements of what we're putting in our bodies. To me, that feels like where we should all be looking and and working to to fix. That's so true. And that's what was my problem at the time was you go on one medication and then those have side effects and then you have to take another medication to alter those side effects. So to heal the problem, to become balanced in your body and just work efficiently as a human, not relying on these outside short-term fixes is, is a true freedom. And yeah. it should be something that is available to everyone, at least try for as yeah. the first, as the first option. Well, you've been so generous to share so many resources. When my husband and I were f- first married, well, actually we had just had our first baby, which was a year after we were married, so basically still first married, we moved to France for a summer and we had no money, which meant that all the meals that I cooked had no meat because that was the most expensive thing in France. So we lived basically a plant-based diet for that summer and we never felt better. That is when I truly was like, you know what? I could live without meat. And since then, we've kind of used meat as a condiment. I love that phrase, you know, because so often I think, you know, American plate is based around a big slab of meat and then you've got your sides, but using meat as a condiment for people who don't want to go totally vegan. But my husband had a heart attack last summer and that is when we did just say, you know what, we're just going to cut it all out. We're going to go vegan. And my kids freaked out. (laughs) And I freaked out too because I'm like, I don't really know how to do this. But there are so many great resources. That is where I found you and I learned so much from you. You mentioned a little while ago that you 
you kind of took it on as an experiment to go 30 days without judgment. I think that is so smart. I also read that you did it in secret. What do you mean by that? Because isn't your husband one of the seven brothers of the famous and very delicious Seven Brothers Burger chain? Yeah, he was managing those at the time. Yeah, so the reason I wanted to keep it secret was because I wasn't confident in this decision at all. Um, I also didn't want to bring attention to it because I figured that would derail me. I am definitely a person who wants to just go with the flow. You know, as soon as I put up a wall, I just usually makes me want to rebel more. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to also see if I could do this without altering any other aspects of my life, my social life. And so every day that I got through it and people didn't notice was a testament to me that people don't really care what you're eating and you don't have to change your friend circle or change what kind of social events you go to and you can continue living the exact same life, just making different food choices. So that secret to me, like every time I got through a social setting, a barbecue, we went through Easter, all these things that, you know, most of my family and friends are pretty meat dominated people at the time. And so it, it really helped just make me realize that even though I was making this extreme change for myself, it seemed very extreme at the time. It wasn't changing anything else. And so that felt really good and was very motivating for myself. Now, when you started doing this, were you married at the time? Did you have kids? Yeah, I was. This was only five years ago. So I had two kids and a husband, (laughs) a meat eating husband. And we had our own family habits. Our fridge was full of eggs and cheese and ice cream and, you know, the standard American diet. Did you get any pushback from your husband's family with, you know, being the owners of a burger chain? Like I would imagine this would be like heresy. Well, uh, no, because no one really knew. Even when I started my social media, I remember it was about a month in and my husband saw it one day. I think it came up on, he looked in my phone for something. He's like, Earthy Andy, what is this? And I was like, I don't want to talk about it for 30 days. Just I'll talk, I'll talk to you about it when I'm, I'm done my experiment. He's like, oh, okay. And he was working a lot at the time. He was gone most meals. And so um, that kind of gave me some freedom to oh, yeah. experiment because I wasn't really doing a lot with him at mealtime. It was more so my kids. And so um, that might be part of the reason he didn't notice or just being a guy. He just, you know, <laughs> just think not really thinking about what's going on around him. <laughs> But once I started to feel changes, I, I was always a positive person and would consider myself like an active person, but I was always doing it with this suffering inside. And I think when that went away and I was just feeling really good, I like my looked more vibrant, I looked way healthier, people were asking questions. And so before anyone knew I'd changed, they noticed I, there was a change. Wow. And so 
the same with the family members. It was like, what are you doing? You see, you look so healthy, like your skin's so nice or whatever, you know? And so I'd say, oh yeah, I'm eating more fruits and vegetables, like super simple answers. And then, you know, how conversations develop. And that's how I approached it. I didn't really tell anyone. I just, you know, if people ask questions and I would um, dive into the questions as much as a person was interested yeah. And you know what? A lot of my family has made a ton of changes because that connection between diet and health became more apparent and it's becoming more mainstream every day. At yeah. that time, it seemed more of, you know, there was a bit of a disconnect, but um, people are making more of that connection, which is why plant-based and natural living is becoming more and more popular because it's, you know, it works. Yep. And I think that the evidence is clear in the way you look, in the way you feel. It also has, there's a strong connection with mental health. I've done a quite a bit of reading about what we eat, the what do they call it, the gut-brain connection. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many reasons that we might want to re-examine our standard American diet. And I'm feeling so motivated, Andy. But I have <laughs> to say, for someone who has taken on, you know, veganism for months at a time, our family is not strict vegan, but we are definitely plant-based. It can be overwhelming especially if you're making all of these big changes. And I love the way you went about it just kind of as a secret experiment, but not everyone can pull that off. So I'm hoping you can give us some really easy, doable things that every family can start to do to start prioritizing plant over processed. That's kind of your buzzword, right? Plant over processed. Yeah, well, that was my main goal and rule for myself when I first changed. And so that's where that title of of my book comes from is I was the same as these people and yourself that you're explaining. Like I was that person, like, I don't think I can do this. I don't want these restrictions. Is it going to be expensive? You know, it's such an unknown for some people yeah. at the time, you know, we were putting a hot pocket in the microwave. <laughs> and so it was a big change. Yeah. And so, um, Plant over processed was a doable rule for me. And what that means is I had this rule that I could have a processed whatever, you know, a chocolate bar or pizza, whatever, but I had to eat something plant first. Yeah. And so I wasn't telling myself no to everything or, you know, eliminating this huge, huge group of options of foods and animal products and everything else. But it was, I had to eat something plant first every time I ate. And what I experienced was when I would do this, my taste buds and my stomach would settle down and I'd want to keep eating these healthy choices and make my goal of eating more plants than processed food every single day. Yeah. And so that really helped because when you first change and you get hungry, the last thing you want is an apple or a salad Mm -hmm. or something healthy when you're used to diving into a bag of chips or biting into a cheeseburger. Or a Snickers bar. Or (laughs) a Snickers bar. Snickers really satisfy. I've totally bought into that lie. Um, And it's funny because I love me a Snickers. Like if I was out running errands, that's I would have that for lunch sometimes. But after we cleaned up our diet and I decided I'm going to treat myself to a Snickers, I thought it was disgusting. Like it didn't even taste like anything that we should be putting in our bodies. So it's interesting that you say that your body, you adjust, your bodies adjust, your taste buds adjust, your stomachs settle down. And all of a sudden what you used to think you loved, like wrecks you. 
That's what happens with yeah. me milkshakes now. I cannot have a milkshake. It completely yeah, destroys your me. Your body becomes more aware yeah. and more in tune. And so, you know, I remember eating a few pieces of chocolate on Easter and I hadn't eaten anything like that for, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe it was a month now. And I, I threw up, like I was shocked. I would wow. been eating so clean that my body just rejected it. So I was like, oh, that's super interesting. Cause I used to eat, you know, a Snickers bar daily. Yeah. And now my body's, <laughs> yeah. you know, telling me like, like no. get this out. So it's one, it's one thing as an adult to like use our brains and logic and motivation and make changes, but it's a whole nother game when you've got kids. Okay. So I want to talk about how you do this with your kids. Now, do they ever give you a hard time about eating only fruits and vegetables? <laughs> Well, there's so much more that you eat and that you'll realize when you go into the plant-based world. But my biggest piece of advice is just have patience with it. And the food that continually shows up on their plate or they see in the fridge will become normal. And that doesn't happen overnight. That happens over just a consistent lifestyle. And so when I first started, it was just switching out random things like organic peanut butter for high fructose corn syrup, peanut butter. And instead of a fruit snack, you know, gummies, I would give them slices of apple and out of sight of out of mind is very powerful when you're a kid, but it doesn't happen overnight. It's definitely a consistent thing. It's definitely um, something that you have to be motivated for, but there's such a huge reward in so many ways that I was shocked to experience, even just, you know, a kid's demeanor or energy. Can they tell a difference in themselves? Because I know, like, you're saying that you felt this massive change and that was motivating to stick with it. But, like, when your kids are at a party and they're having pizza, I mean, my kid will eat an entire pizza by himself, even though we're not having pizza at home. (laughs) But he doesn't, like, make the connection that, like, man, when I eat that, I don't feel well. Do your kids recognize that too? They do now, but it wasn't a a first thing. But another big piece of advice I would give is if you're someone who's looking to change your health and experiment with this, it might be a lot to take on as a whole family. Maybe you should do it for yourself like I did. At first Mm. it was, hey, my family can eat however they want, but I need to do this for me because I'm suffering here. And I'm going to make this change whether my family's on board or not. And then when I saw how much it changed my life, I was so excited and passionate about it that I thought this can benefit my whole family. At, my, at the time, my kids had, you know, different things like eczema and asthma and would get sick so often with like head colds or whatever they pick up at school and whatnot. And so I just wanted to make this a lifestyle that we did as a family and it just happened slowly over time. But at first I experienced it for myself. I gained a confidence in it. And then I started to share that with my own family. I think that is really, really, really good advice and a good place to start. Hey, I'm just curious. How do your boys feel about being on your Instagram and being so publicly famous now? Well, I never really set up shots. And so if I'm filming them in my stories or something, it's just what they're doing naturally. And so I'm pretty conscious about that. I don't want them to feel like they're on some sort of platform. I don't think they really understand social media so much. Like when people come up to us and say, oh, I've seen you on social media or like want to take their picture or something. They're like, what? You know? And so... 
for me, I don't think they really understand it that much. Yeah. There, there isn't a lot of like, photo, there's not photo shoots or anything going yeah. on. I'm just curious if they feel like they're on a mission with you to like share this lifestyle that makes them so happy and energized and feel so good. Like, do they share that mission or they're just kind of like along for the ride? Like, whatever, mom keeps making us smoothies. These are amazing. Let's go surfing. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just our life. So it's whether there's a camera on it or not, it's what they're doing and how we live. And so there's no staged like production of any Mm -hmm. sort. And so it is all very natural and they love it. Like they know how to make their own smoothies. Now they love knowing what healthy food is. They seem to take a pride in it for themselves because like you were saying at first, you know, they, if you see a cookie, you want a cookie now when they're at a party and maybe they do indulge in something, they say, oh, my stomach hurts. I don't like eating like that. Or sometimes when they go to a friend's for a sleepover and they've been eating junk food, they say, oh, I do not want to eat that anymore. Like they have these experiences where they've made the connection between feeling nourished and feeling depleted from, you know, sugar laden foods or whatever. So over the period of this change, it's been about five years in our family. They can now know for themselves what healthy food does for them and it's their own decision like I'm never gonna pressure them to eat a certain way or whatever but as far as what's made in our house and what's served to them it's you know a large part is us as parents choice and so if you make it taste good and you're excited about it and you know make education fun for them and to understand good food and it tastes amazing. And then they don't feel like they're missing out. If I give them a piece of parsley on their plate and be like, this is dinner, then I think they should complain. (laughs) You know, you gotta, we're still eating great, yummy foods. And so they don't feel like they're missing out at all. Well, I cooked one of your curry recipes last night for my family and everyone loved it. Even my pickiest eater loved it. He did think it was a little spicy. I used maybe a little more of the curry paste, but it was delicious. And that was like, that felt like such a mom win. But I'm curious, can you tell us what is your, what are your kids' favorite easy dinner? Easy dinner? Well, I love one pot meals. We are in a stage of life where you want to spend as little time in the kitchen as possible so you can go play and surf and do all those things. And so uh, we love our soups and curries. We eat tacos quite a bit, a lot of Mexican food. Yeah, what do you use as the meat for tacos? We love black beans. We'll always make like a big pot of black beans with like onion and garlic and cilantro and cumin and just make them real flavorful and then have leftovers for other meals in the week or eat, making an easy burrito. Roasting potato is really good as a meat replacer. Okay. And so once you have like your rice and beans and your avocado, and we always use purple cabbage, then you massage it with like a little bit of lime and olive oil. And it just, you get a lot of substance really fast when you're using some of those bases. It's Mm. really good. But potatoes and beans are a great replacer. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, I can imagine someone listening, like tacos, how could she eat tacos? Okay. Bean and potato tacos. Those actually sound really good. You also make a lot of smoothies. So I have tagged so many of your smoothies in your bowls. And um, I'm curious, (laughs) do your kids have a favorite? If we want to start serving smoothies to our kids, what would be your go-to? Oh, Chunky Monkey. That's every kid's favorite here. 
Oh yeah. Every kid that comes to our house is like, can you make the chunky monkey? It doesn't matter what, what age they are. And that's just like a peanut butter, banana, um, some vanilla and some like cocoa powder. And that's basically yeah. all it is. It's like tastes like ice cream, but it's made with plants. Okay. And then what about snacks? Because I have to say, this is where I have the hardest time with the cutting out the process stuff because I'm trying to wrap up work. They're coming home from school. I mean, I think quite frankly, they're sick and tired of my after school veggie hummus plate <laughs> that I often set out. What? Yeah. <laughs> give us some snack ideas for kids. What? what what's your go-to there? Well, they do love smoothies and I know I'm in a hotter climate, so that might not work everywhere in the world. Yeah. When it's snowing. Yeah. So honestly, we use leftovers as snacks. Like if they're hungry and want something to eat, then they might just have leftover soup and a piece of toast or grab an apple or, you know, just simple real foods instead of these processed foods that you end up being hungry right after. And that for me registered well, because I grew up with traditional parents who, if you were hungry before dinner, you got a piece of bread or something like you did not spoil your appetite. And so Mm. training your kids to um, be hungry for dinner and just give them, you know, options of real food in between, like a banana or an apple or some leftover soup or something like that helps kids decide if they are actually hungry or if they are just looking for a sweet fix. Yeah. And you made a good point. Like, just don't bring the stuff in your house. Like, stop buying the chips and the granola bars and all of the things that we don't want our kids eating. And then they have to either get resourceful or stay hungry, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it was such a weird feeling to go shopping for the first time and go through all those aisles that I would normally stock up on, like single you, like granola bars and fruit snacks and all these easy foods that you're like, how am I supposed to be a mom and not eat these? Right, like I know. not have these foods at home. And yeah, it's it was really interesting to, and I think it's something that you just have to experience for yourself is just you know, take those foods away for a while so that your kids just create new habits. There's going to be some resistance at first, maybe some complaining, but that is so short lived in comparison to the rewards and actually saves a lot of money. And I'll note, we have granola bars in our house. Mm -hmm. It's just something that we save for, you know, you have to grab something really quick or whatever. I'm not opposed to having some things like that. But at the beginning, it's good to get that transition. So your kids aren't thinking about them like they might be right now. I think it's just important to just decide if it's, if it's worth it or not. Like, it's easy not to change, but there might be a lot of things you're missing out with if you don't change. And so it will create some effort, especially for people who are used to just popping open a bag and being done, like maybe chopping up a few veggies or having some leftover food in the fridge for them to grab. Now you have to wash a dish. Like that might be a little extra work, but it'll be worth it. And it's, there's a lot to benefit from. So you're selling really, selling us all really hard on this. I think I'm convinced, (laughs) Um, but it is like, to your point, it is a little bit harder. You have to, you might have to wash some vegetables. You'll definitely have to cut them, the dishes, the cooking. It is a little bit harder than just opening up a bag, but maybe you can sell us on, is it less expensive? 
Because that, you know, the Happy Meal and the, you know, the meal deals at McDonald's, those are pretty dang cheap too. But we wouldn't dare yeah. feed those to our families, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I have a, I, my, my kids were with a friend and they were driving into McDonald's and they told me my son said, wait, people actually go here? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. I mean, you live in Hawaii where yeah. groceries are notoriously expensive, but like, what's your experience as you've transitioned to a plant-based diet? How, what does your grocery bill look like? It, we actually started to save money. And the reason was, is because we weren't buying so much snack food. We weren't stopping to buy snacks. Meat and cheese is really expensive. Dairy products are expensive. And a lot of foods that are processed make you want to eat more and don't satisfy you, you know, like that constant, like, oh, okay, now I want something sweet. Now I want something salty and like never yeah. feeling really satisfied. And one thing that I noticed when we changed to real food was, just become more satisfied. And so you're not on this constant quest to, you know, satisfy these endless cravings. You just feel good and enjoy your meal and are satisfied. So um, a lot of the foods we eat, like I will say, if you are going to go on a health quest and want to eat healthier and you start buying all those expensive powders and you know vegan foods and processed vegan foods your grocery bill will rack up really fast and so I don't recommend I don't really think people need any powders or anything like that if you're going to change just stick to foods that are in season foods that grow from the earth you know lentils beans rice you know organic pasta like these are relatively very cheap items that you can fill a base of a meal with and potatoes and then finding foods that are in season are usually cheaper and just build your diet based on those natural foods is a great place to start and a great way to budget yeah like a lot of people like I know a lot of cultures have rice and beans at every meal and that's just a good easy staple and something that you know is a good way to incorporate into your own own yep. family dynamics. My I husband, my husband would say that's his favorite meal. He loves rice and beans. Um, and once we were out at a restaurant, and he ordered on the on the vegetarian, you know, portion of the menu was a Beyond Burger, and he was like, "Huh? Oh yeah, I'm gonna try it." He ate half of it, and he was so sick the rest of the night. And I, I was like, what is in this thing? And so when we got home, we Googled what that was. And I'm like, no one should be eating this. I mean, he was really, really sick. So I echo that. Like, if you're going to take on this plant-based lifestyle, plant overprocessed, just whole foods, more fruits and vegetables. It'll be better on your budget and it'll be better on your belly based on Nate's reaction sure. after he ate that burger. Um, so often we associate food with like, we need to treat ourselves, right? Like, oh, I've, I've earned this treat. Let's go get ice cream or a soda. Those aren't always the best ways to celebrate. How do you treat yourself? Like when, if you, if you need to pick me up or reward yourself, what do you go to? Well, for like an indulgence that's similar to that, it would basically be the mock version of like, there's so much vegan ice creams out there. You can buy cookies, you can buy all sorts of those same things just in like the vegan form that 
um, might be made with more real ingredients. So like we make cookies in our house. We don't use those normal like sugar and eggs and all that kind of things. You just find these different ways to satisfy those sweet twos. And when I was first changing, I was very strict with myself. I didn't indulge in those types of any processed indulgences. I made new things that were made with completely plant ingredients. And so I started making, you know, these protein balls out of dates and those sorts of things. And yeah, you're just, your taste buds also change so much that your indulgences will want to change as well. Like I don't have the same need for cheesecake that I used to, like, I don't want it at all. Or I used to crave like something like a hamburger. Like now I have no desire to even think about it. It's just now I want different things. Like I look forward to my smoothie or our vegan cookies or you know it's just things will change but it does take time so for anyone listening and thinking they want to go down this journey just be kind to yourself give yourself the time plant over process and eventually (laughs) eventually you'll you know change and I think like you know we travel a lot and there's times where you just want to indulge in the foods and food should be enjoyed and experienced and indulgences should happen I think you know it's a part of life and um, it's a joy to have in life and so I think the main goal to you know obtain health if that's your goal is just remember eating more plants and processed foods like if you're consistently eating a diet that sustains you and nourishes you and you have these indulgences once in a while or processed foods once in a while that's that's fine you know as long as you're feeling good and you feel like you're in control of your own health decisions then you're winning you know so I don't think it's this extreme way and it's going to be more extreme or less extreme depending on the individual. And that's, that's a total personal choice. Yeah. So as with so many New Year's resolutions, because some people might be thinking, okay, this is my New Year's resolution. More, more plants, plant-based diet, plant over process. So many times our resolutions fizzle out, right? But there are things that we can do to make changes more likely to become lifelong habits. Do you have advice on that? Other than it takes time, but give us some some Andy hacks for how to make these changes last longer than the week or the month. Knowledge is power would be my number one. Um, you you need to know why you're doing this. Like, why are you torturing yourself? Because it's going to feel like torture at first, you know? And so get educated, understand what the benefits could be, what you should ex- be experiencing, and then build upon that just continue to put a focus on what it is you're trying to change if it's eating more plant-based foods and to change your health just dedicate that portion of your life to becoming a bit of an expert on it and understand how foods work in your body and what foods benefit you and you know and just go from there because if you have a, a true understanding for yourself you won't be reliant on other people's information after a while and you'll know how to take care of yourself and to feed your own family and be um, self-reliant and so I think that is the biggest thing is knowledge truly is power yeah. and to stay 
inspired by learning from other things. That is the number one thing is just get educated. Yeah. And I can't help but make a plug here for the environment. As you said that, I thought about my son, my oldest son, who is a marine biologist who is dedicating his life to the oceans and saving the oceans. Like there is a huge environmental impact on living a lifestyle like this. And you have a beautiful chapter in your book about it. You guys have got to check out this book, Plant Over Process. So many beautiful photos, amazing recipes. Andy, where can people find the book and find more about you and the community that you're building? Um, I have a website. It's called earthyandy.com. And my book's on there. It's on Amazon. If you just plug it into Google, you'll find it. (laughs) Okay. It's so awesome. And the recipes I've tried are so good. Thank you so much, Andy, for sharing so much of yourself here with us today, for motivating us, for keeping it real. I think, you know, admitting that it's it's going to be slow going, but something's better than nothing. Plant over processed. I'm just going to keep that mantra in my mind. Thank you. Yeah. Treat it like an adventure. It's really exciting. It can be very exciting instead of something that's a bit daunting. And so... There's just a lot you can learn about yourself and to experience health on a different level. Like I never even knew you could feel this good. Like I had never experienced that for myself. And so I was shocked and thought, wow, I'm so glad that I can experience this and not when I'm 50 or 60, but as a 30 year old, you know, it's like it could take a year to change, but there's so much more of life to to live and to live it on a, on a more supported, healthier level. It just, it goes into every facet of life. And so it's so worth it. Yeah. Well, here's to a much, much better 2021. I'm going to leave 2020 far behind us. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much, Andy. I appreciate everything and look forward to trying more of your recipes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really great to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Mom Force. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and come join the conversation over on our Mom Force Facebook group and check out the show notes for a special chapbooks discount code. Until next time. <laughs>